Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints. Today, a mighty warrior for Jesus. We're talking about her perspectives on spiritual warfare, and that's St. Teresa of Avila. Yeah, she is so important that you and I had the delight of discovering that as you walk into the Vatican, she is the first statue of <laughs> uh, on the left. On the left, and then across from her is her spiritual director, is Saint Peter of Alcantara. Yeah. So I mean, she's just such a beautiful, strong warrior of a woman. You know, that is a good picture of this book, Devil in the Castle, in the sense that I, w- I was shocked to find those were the first two statues that you're greeted by as you enter. But really, it's almost as if to say, and I think this happened under Saint John Paul II. It's almost as if, because they do move statues around occasionally, it's almost as if to say, this whole thing, this whole mystery, the the doorway, like to really understand it, you have to go through the mystics. Yeah, yeah. Go through prayer. Go through prayer, no doubt. Great. So we're talking about the devil in the castle. We're walking through to, uh, I don't know, eight part series or something like that. And we're today we're talking about chapter one, which is the battle of the first mansions. Okay. So the analogy we're going to use, of course, we already talked about in the first show, kind of setting up the interior castle, but we're going to use the analogy. So if you can imagine a castle with a wall around it or or a, a, a city with a wall around it with a castle in the middle of it. So that's the right way to think about it. Yeah. And, and then, of course, if you go to Europe and you go to France, there's a great illustration of one that's in Carcassonne which is a city that still has two intact walls and all that we're describing here. Avila itself, although it doesn't have an interior castle in Avila, Avila where um, it, you know, it has that beautiful outside protection. Yeah. I mean, I'd really encourage people to Google that image Carcassonne. Is, or, or Avila. Yeah. They're exquisite walls. Yeah. It's just so remarkable because you don't have anything like that in the States. Yeah. And Carcassonne is in France, just if you Google that, but you'll see, if you get an aerial view of the city, you'll have the outer wall, and then inside is the interior castle, mm-hmm. and that castle is where the king would dwell. So if you're in this, you're in the walls, you're under the protection of the king, but you're not necessarily in the castle, right? Does right, that make right. sense? You've entered into the kingdom of sort, you know. You, yes, you're you're in. Right? Yeah, and how do you get in? It's through baptism and you know the initial sacraments that we receive, confirmation. But it is true that you can enter in with baptism and those things and be very weak in your faith and easily picked off by the enemy. And this first mansion that Teresa describes, in it she describes why and how the demons are very concerned that you don't approach that interior castle. Teresa notes that the way to get in the castle is through the daily practice of mental prayer and the examine and becoming aware of who you are and who God is. It's it's a it's an active discipleship following. It's authentic discipleship, really. You're entering into that. So you might even go to church every week, or you might, you know, your your faith is important to you, but it isn't something you pursue every day. That's a dangerous place to be. And and of course, she describes that danger. 
But then she says, what happens when a person like that decides to go from good to better, as St. Ignatius says, and wakes up and really goes, you know what? I don't think hanging out at the edge of the kingdom is very smart because the door is right there and I'm constantly feeling the pull of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Right. And I better start fighting. Right, right. And and what is the world, the flesh, and the devil? I mean, how how do we in this time, you know, for, for us... Uh, lay folk, you know, that, that haven't studied this, you know, what are we talking about when we're talking about the world, the flesh and the devil? Well, the world is all of its allurements, power, greed, you know, all of these things, uh, pride, uh, position, prestige, right? Yeah. Cars, um, cars, guns, uh, you know, uh, Jeeps. TikTok, anybody, right. right? You know, uh, gaming, uh, gaming, you know, yeah. all, all these things, you know, the flesh can, all of those things can fall into that, yeah. but flesh is certainly, you know, lust and sexual yeah. addictions, pornography, yeah. all of that. And then the devil is behind all of it. He's behind all of it. So we have to consider that there are demons that are set up almost as guards to help drag people back out. Their purpose is to drag us back out so that we do not progress in this in this journey. Yeah. And some people might be surprised to know the demons are in the, are in the castle, right? <laughs> the demons are in the kingdom of God, trying to draw people out of the kingdom of God. They might be surprised to know that. Yeah. She depicts them uh, as different things, demons, lizards, lizards frogs, yeah. which would, of course, my mother would say, absolutely, you know, demons are frogs because yeah, she she's, hates she's frog. terrified of frogs. But, <laughs> yeah. you know. but the reason she, it's funny, I, I didn't, uh, the editor edited out of the book, but I, I think she edited it out. I forgot if it's still in there or not. But the the reason Teresa uses those illustrations is she, if you've ever been to her monasteries, they don't have like you know weather stripping around the doors, and they're not cut perfectly like just even the average house now. And so I I can imagine every year screeches coming out of different cells because some creature unwanted creature has entered in to disturb the, the one of the nuns. Yeah. And I, I mean, as somebody who I, I am ter like most things I can deal with, mm -hmm. I am terrified of scorpions. Right. Yeah. I've seen that, you know, and I almost stepped on one. So the screaming is real. <laughs> yeah, the terror right. is real. Right. Oh my goodness. And that's why she uses right. it. You know, right, right. you, we were in your mom's house staying over and you, you were in the middle of the night, got up to do something. Yeah. And then I heard this blood curdling scream because you had almost stepped on a scorpion i was, was walking around barefoot in it the was dark it was between she lives in new mexico it was between you and the bathroom and then your mom just comes in and goes oh just a little scorpion you know within her costa rican accent and she steps on it oh look at the little tail it's wiggling and then she steps on it again it was hilarious but really in truth her mother is is kind of a i don't know an analogy of spiritual warfare right like at that point she's like ah whatever stomp those little creatures in yeah. jesus name right yeah so um in this first mansion she's describing what happens when that person decides to go from good to better stops hanging out at the edge where the devil has so much power over them and begins to fight and, and wants to begin to practice mental prayer and maybe picks up uh into the deep or some good book on prayer out there and they start to move toward the castle. Well, there are demons out there waiting for that. They're, they are guarding the castle so that souls don't get in. Why is it that they don't want the, the soul to get in? What's the big deal? What are they trying to keep 
uh, the soul from beloved spouse. Yeah. Well, you know, the what she reveals are the great challenges the soul faces um, in this first and very ferocious battle with the enemy as the soul sets out on the spiritual journey. But why? What what are they trying to keep the soul from? Oh, from the Lord. Right. You know, from discovering the the beauty of his presence, you know, within them. Mm -hmm. That's the thing Mm -hmm. is is what we don't understand is this beautiful journey that we're on. We can discover that the Lord is within us. Right. She she describes the interiority of the castle as a multifaceted diamond. And he's within that, yeah. right? His sh- his light shines out for the nations, for those, for our loved ones and those. And it, to the extent that we pursue him, he can take greater, greater presence in us because he's always a gentleman. He won't do it against our will, but he's longing for us to pursue him, to draw near to him so that he can take more and more possession of our heart, our mind, our soul, our bodies, and shine out from that place. And the enemy knows that, that we have a special pass to the great treasury of, of, of God and a special pass right to the throne of grace, to the to to uh, to Jesus. But uh, he wants to keep us from those graces, but in a big way, both because of the way that it'll affect us personally, but also because they know, and this Teresa says this directly, that if one soul becomes an authentic disciple of Jesus, instead of just a nice person, uh, just uh, you know, uh, uh, someone who doesn't kick puppies and somebody who goes to mass, but actually somebody who's actively pursuing God as an authentic disciple of Jesus. She knows, the devil knows, that you will not only get to heaven, but that you will take many others with you. That's right. That's right. And, you know, for any of those who get a little bit wigged out about reading these kind of things, you know, I want to I want to read a little passage about um, how she emphasizes that all the helps that God provides. Cool. This book is not just about how the enemy works against us, but also about the helps that the Lord gives us. And the encouragement at each stage. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So this is she, out of her autobiography. It is. And she and she says, He showeth great mercy unto him, to her, you know, to whom he gives the grace and resolution to strive for this blessing with all his might. For God withholds himself from no one who perseveres. He will little by little strengthen that soul so that it may come forth victorious. I say resolution because the multitude of those things which Satan puts before it at first to keep it back from beginning to travel on this road, for he knoweth what harm will befall him thereby. He will lose not only that soul, but many others also. If he who enters on this road does violence to himself, mortifies himself, is another way to say that, with the help of God, so as to reach the summit of perfection. Such a one, I believe, will never go alone to heaven. He will always take many with him. God gives to him, as to a good captain, those who shall be of his company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, enemy hates that idea. Oh, no, here comes another one following Jesus. Oh, no, they're going to bring a bunch of others. Because, by the way, one of the ways you know that you're following him is that people see the light in you and want to know what it is. Right, right. I mean, one of the most beautiful things that I think you've 
you've said, and I, I just love it, and it's so true, is that if you pursue God, you change and the world changes around you. Mm -hmm. right? That's why it's the answer to all of our ails, yes. all that yeah. ails us. Yeah. Um, parents who pursue God have children who become priests, nuns, or lay leaders or holy leaders of their families. That's how we change the church. Pa people who pursue God pray, and that brings God's graces that will only come through those prayers to heal the church. That's the first and greatest battle in power. After that, it's our human activity. But we got to make sure we get the order right. Jesus said one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. That's to sit at the feet of Jesus. Um, Martha became a great saint because I think she learned that lesson as well. So when we get back from the break, what we're going to do is jump into uh, an, uh, a description of the demonic goal in the first mansion, how that works, key tactics of the enemy, and how you can fight. Go from there. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi friends, we wanna personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles in the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke with Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. We're talking about Devil in the Castle, a new book I have out as of February 2022, depending on when you listen to the show or watching the live stream. But uh, it's the subtitle of St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul. If you want to purchase that, um, you can head out to spiritualdirection.com shop and you can purchase it individually uh, or in bulk and bulk is quite a good discount from from uh, sophia institute press so the uh i don't did anything else strike you that you want to make i want to make sure we don't miss in that first mansion before we jump into kind of a summary and going through the summary points of the chapter yeah i i mean i think one thing uh that's important is that that her whole preface here is that we must have uh, a great awareness of who we are and our faults, our weaknesses, mm -hmm. you know, uh, self-knowledge is so important here, not navel gazing, but just really understanding, okay, what are, how does the enemy work on me and how do I respond? You know, how do I react to that? Yeah. And self-awareness is a great gift that she really emphasizes that we need to grow in till our last breath as we, yeah. as we begin this journey. Right. Self-awareness is really rare among people who are not practicing daily mental prayer. Actually, I, I can't even think of a good example of someone who's really has solid self-awareness unless they're, they're, they're practicing daily mental prayer. And that's, that's how you enter the castle, by the way. So we're in the first mansion, and she says, how do you get into this thing? It's daily mental prayer. 
it's uh, ex using the examine, which is a great way of become, becoming self-aware. Why is it important? There are three axioms I always repeat about the human condition. One is the human person has an infinite capacity for self-delusion. Two, um, we always uh, uh, judge ourselves on the basis of what we aspire to be, not what we actually are. And three, uh, we give ourselves credit for good intentions, whether or not we carry them out, which is, of course, reinforced by the culture. The antidote to self-deception, which takes us to hell, um, because it doesn't judge properly where we are in relation to God. The antidote is, uh, of course, the sacraments, authentic discipleship of Jesus, which means you're saying yes to God. Sacraments as frequent as often a uh, Eucharist. And I talk about this, it's called the paradigm of ascent. If you, there, there's a, in the book, there's even a drawing of it. But um, yes, the sacraments, Eucharist, reconciliation, or penance. The second piece is daily mental prayer and discernment of spirits. It's 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 a way to pray and think, um, and the examine. And then the third piece is ascesis, which is self-giving, self-denial. So when you enter into the castle, all of those things begin to come alive, and they protect your yes and nurture it, which is the place where you meet God. Right. So the the enemy doesn't want to get you in there. So the the summary of the battle of the first mansion is to keep you out of the interior castle and keep you from understanding what it means to be an authentic disciple of Jesus is the demonic goal. To take, keep you away from daily mental prayer, the examination of conscience, that would enable you to stay awake to God's voice and the inner movements in your heart leading you on this new journey. So he wants to keep God's voice away from you, which daily mental prayer, the exam, and of course the sacraments awakens within you. If you want to hear God's voice and you're not practicing daily mental prayer, I have bad news for you. You ain't going to hear it. Right, right. And I mean, you can even think about, you know, if anybody studied C.S. Lewis um, and uh, what do I want to say Screw here? Tape Screw tape letters, right? Yeah. You can see in our culture, just, you know, flip something on and take a look how the enemy hates silence. Yeah. His whole goal through media, through everything is to make sure that our head is so full of noise. So this drawing apart to silence is so necessary for our salvation. Without it, we cannot hear the voice of God. Amen. I mean, it's not good, but yes, exactly true. Preacher, preacher. So key tactics of the enemy to distract you with discouragement regarding your ability to follow God or live in the faith. So the enemy will tell you, you can't do this. It's too hard when you start to begin to you pick up into the deep, you go, okay, I understand how to pray. Uh, and you begin to do it, the enemy's gonna say, you're not very good at it. Oh, look, you failed, or you didn't get up today. Anything to discourage you. Um, worries or fear about the things of the world, the flesh, pleasure, money, control, prestige, ambition, you know, whatever the enemy can do to distract you. And and he'll he'll actually light fires in your life. Um, through business failure or difficulty or job failures, always coming through people that he controls in a greater measure that are in your sphere of, uh, that influences your life. So that as you move toward the castle, he says, look over here. Oh, look over here. Let's just take up this new hobby. Or look over here. Let's volunteer uh, for something new in the church because you're such a good person. Because the enemy doesn't, of all things, he doesn't want you to pray or go more deeply into the sacraments, right? Right. Does that make sense? You mean it's, you know, we can't just be Martha? No. 
Jesus rebuked Martha. Martha was holy and good, and even in her desires in that moment. But Jesus said, first things first, let's, Martha, Mary's chosen the better part, which is to sit at Jesus' feet in prayer. We always like to say in Apostoli VA, all things for God begin before God on our knees. Right. So we always begin every, every day with prayer, everything we do with prayer. By the way, if you want to get some free courses on how to pray and how to live the paradigm of ascent more on the paradigm of ascent, you go out to apostolivia.org and you can find that out there, A-P-O-S-T-O-L-I-V-I-A-E.org. The next uh, strategy is distraction from spiritual disciplines. So particularly daily mental prayer uh, and a fervent sacramental life. So um, the Lord wants you to grow in humility the devil is powerless against a humble soul, and those practices also uh, help you to become humble. How does mental prayer help you to become humble or spiritual disciplines? Well, I, you know, so in mental prayer, we're drawing near to the Lord. We're we're availing ourselves of um, this this means to reach a relationship with the Lord. You know. Mm -hmm. um, and and I love I've I've heard this a number of times. Uh, it's a teaching of the church. The Lord wants to marry us. Mm -hmm. You know, we were created for union with Him, mm -hmm. to be drawn into this this marital union, uh, in the most beautiful, pure sense. So, if we draw forth, if we draw close to Him in prayer. You know, that's like turning your car towards the sun and all of a sudden you see all your junk on the windshield, mm -hmm. right? That's where humility starts to come in is like, oh my goodness. I mean, when I began to pray, I, I mean, to give you to give you an illustration, I realized after several, several months of prayer, when I was coming to mental prayer every single day. I'd made the commitment. I was under spiritual direction. I wasn't going to leave it for any reason. I found that I was turned sideways because out of shame, I could not look at the Lord in your, face in your face, prayer area. In my prayer area. So you had a crucifix in front of you. I had an icon of the Lord in front of me. I had Our Lady to the left, and my body had shifted. And I was, when I would pray, I was facing Our Lady. I did not do that on purpose. It is part of your healing, by the way. It was. It so was. The, the shame that came because of your awareness of sin caused you to repent. Right. And brought you many, many tears, hours of tears, actually. Oh, it's and and it's it's you know, it is purgation. It's it is purgatory. Yeah, yeah, it's it's purgatory on earth. And we want to go through it here. Yeah. Like if anybody says, Well, you know, why do I want to go to prayer if I'm gonna find out how bad I am? Because if you don't, you're how do hell you deal with it, right, right? Right, right? How do you repent if you're not aware of it? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Mental prayer, it, it does two things. It makes you aware of how broken you are and also how merciful and good our Lord is. Amen. Right? That's beautifully said. Beautifully yeah. said. So one other tactic that the enemy uses in this stage, which is interesting, Judo is a martial art where you use the energy of the attacker against them to, you know, as they come at you to swing at you, you grab that same arm and you manipulate your body against theirs in a way that that momentum then throws them off track, you know, where to a place they didn't go so you can escape. Well, the devil's good at spiritual judo. And one of the things he does in this stage is 
as somebody begins to do what you describe, so they're practicing daily mental prayer and they examine, they're becoming aware of their own sins, the devil then goes, hey, look at Jordan. Look at what a jerk is he. And usually he shows you the sins of others that are already in you, right? right. And, and there's some, I don't know, there's some negative spiritual power to that. And the judo is you're moving in this positive direction, fighting against your sin. And he goes, look at the sins of others. And he, and he takes you to just focusing on the sins of others. Yeah. Yeah. It is such a nefarious and sneaky way to get us off course because mm -hmm. we're, we start down that path and all of a sudden it's like over there, you know, it's kind of like squirrel with the dog, you know, mm -hmm. squirrel. And, and we all turn and we start to pay attention. Why? Because we're getting too close to to the lord mm -hmm. and the enemy's going i'm going to distract this woman i'm going to show her the pride in others or the vanity in others or whatever so that then she can start so i can kind of nurture a critical spirit in her and she's become so pious and holy that she's going to then see the faults of everybody around her and then you know you become a pharisee off. oh yeah i mean mm -hmm. it's it it is the the sin of the pharisee right and so we we must understand that that's going on and always draw for, draw back, draw low to humility. Humility is the goal. There are no souls who are not humble in heaven. Yeah. Only the humble are in heaven. Amen. So uh, the, we're, of course, taking all of this from the devil in the castle. And we got to conclude, uh, there's a whole set of battle strategies that are how you can fight. Right. In the book, we don't have time to cover today, but why don't you cover the encouragement uh, at the end of the chapter, which will help folks uh, uh, just see some light if they're finding themselves in this same place. Uh, spiritual encouragement. As you commit to fight the battle and develop foundational spiritual disciplines, you will get better at fighting. As you draw nearer to the one who conquers all, you grow more aware of yourself of God and of the enemy, and thus become less susceptible to attacks and deceptions. St. Teresa encourages perseverance, noting that the devil is less successful with those who are nearer the king's dwelling place. Amen. That That's, is encouraging. Isn't that beautiful? So folks, if I, I can't encourage you enough, you know, if you think I'm doing this for money, you don't know me or Stephanie, our, our purpose, our this phase in our life, we're giving everything away. We're not accumulating. So we don't write, we don't do this for money. Motivation is purely your salvation, the salvation of the world, the salvation of the church. I encourage you, go pick up Devil in the Castle, St. Teresa of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul, spiritualdirection.com forward slash shop. And also there'll be a course on this out at apostolyva.org once we're done with this series. Awesome. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.